What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome back. And we're back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, I... I'm Jerry. I'm John. Wait, when do we do the introductions? Should we just do that right now? We can do that right yeah. now. We can introduce ourselves. Just this is a this is it has no structure anymore. It's just off the rails. It's I you know I I was thinking about that, and I I know that you and I have had discussions offline or you know about like well what are we gonna do or are we gonna be able to fucking stretch out like I mean what 10 years right. of episodes I saw your Instagram story where you're like will someone please just give me a topic. And then I felt for you, and I was like, I felt like so, I was like, good, John's fucking actually putting the work in instead of just complaining, <laughs> like I do. Right? Well, I have a couple of different little notebooks with just lists, like it'll be L, and it'll be like, live and let live, liver and uh-huh. onions, um, or whatever, and I just write a bunch of stuff kind of brainstorming. And right. so, but I, I also, if there's things that I'm missing and there's blind spots that I don't see that people are dealing with or stuff that even we may have gone over in the past, but people, you know, I can have a fresh perspective on certain things that, you know, two years ago, uh, we may have done an episode, but those episodes two years ago were a little rougher than I think that well, we are. we're and, and we have different perspectives now too. Like I watched this thing on YouTube where it was that Billy have you are you familiar with Billie Eilish? Yes. The singer. She's like four or five years old. <laughs> yeah. She's this tiny little person. She's turned eighteen. But they asked yeah. her Yeah, they asked her the same question three years in a row. It's like the same three questions mm-hmm. this interviewer asked her each time. And and granted she went through some giant changes in those three years. But I guess a lot of us have gone through giant changes. No, you know what? I want to rephrase that. We all have gone through giant changes. So mm-hmm. I can see us hitting the same subject again, like looping back around and being like, well, here's my perspective on it now. You mm-hmm. know? So I, and I so again, there's part of me that's like afraid that I won't have enough to talk about. But I don't think mm-hmm. that you and I have ever had a issue not finding something to say about. Ah, something, we can right? fill an hour, <laughs> even if it's just us talking about running or right. or food or something mm-hmm. for an hour. And I understand that there are probably listeners who are like, man, I just want to hear drunk shit you know about two drunks that aren't drunk anymore Mm -hmm. and we're over here being like well let me tell you about my favorite running shoes Mm -hmm. you know but whatever which is the conversations we have which by the way mine are the merrells um i'm a size 12 it's the trail glove four i'd prefer red um they're discontinued and my birthday is coming up march 3rd Oh, is this for your like a fucking wish list? Wish list is that like Amazon wish just list? start just start camming? You should start <clears throat> doing cam shows. You've lost enough weight you now. You, you got that? <clears throat> yeah, you can be a zaddy. A zaddy. Zaddies. I don't know. Yeah, what you're zaddy like a, is. like a. I don't z- either. Just the kids daddy? say it. I guess it's like a yeah, like, like a you just be a daddy. daddy. 
You're just, it's just like John's. John cleans his room in a fucking thong or something, and then you're like, have a wish list. You're like, I need these discontinued Merrells. <laughs> well, I so I th- I guess what I I guess what I you know why I reached out was like I'm just don't want to be in some sort of blind spot where we're sitting here right. repeating the same things or saying or ignoring things that we're like, yeah, man, we already talked about that, and there was a few things, so, and I, I you know we'll do this on, on later episodes because i you know have a, a topic for today but one uh one somebody reached out to me and talked about like what's up with nicotine and like quitting cigarettes while while you're quitting alcohol like do it don't do it some people can handle right. it some people can't you should wait a year wait 18 months and well we've uh, talked about that we've before, talked about but that I'm before there was loop back around there was another go. somebody who said hey what about sleep i can't fucking sleep or they said i think i sleep all the time and a and I'm like, you know, we could talk about sleep. And so there's there's lots of different topics going out there. And so right. I, I, you know, when I extend myself out here, it's it's mainly because I don't want to miss something, you know? Right. And I appreciate you doing it because I, I don't do it. I've, my past few Instagram posts, I've even been like, I don't even know what to write anymore because I think I've been pushing myself so hard to try to be like this like super emotionally centered, inspirational person instead of just being me. You know, and I'm like, yeah. well, forgive yourself and love yourself, which I honestly think you should. But at the same time, I'm like, that is a weird suit for me to put on sometimes. Cause mm-hmm. That's just like not really it is me, but also not, you know, I don't want to force it, you know. Well, I think it's that, weird. I think that, you know, the, you you do you is what you like to say. Right. And and I think we I put pressure on myself sometimes because I feel like I'm being this voice of recovery advocacy now mm-hmm. that we're making it public and being more out and open whereas before when it was just you and i talking to each other i was more dealing with my own recovery and do you know what i mean yeah. like not having to really consider honestly in all selfishness i wasn't having to consider my words or actions do you know what i mean because i the, yeah. other people weren't listening to them you know and now and now i feel like people are listening to them and so i have to be really considerate of what i say because i can't paint every picture in black and white you know mm-hmm. everything has has gradations it's a spectrum man but i i don't think being an advocate for recovery like you say that almost it sounds to me like you're saying that in a way like hey don't listen to me because i don't know i don't want to be responsible for somebody else's oh, I've straight up right. written that and put that online right but i think you would you would be you would say you're an advocate for recovery for anybody who doesn't want to drink anymore and is still right. drinking. And that's or, a really good perspective on you it. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's... It's hard too, right? Because you're sitting here and you... We'll have a conversation before we turn on the microphones. And it's sometimes, not all the time, but it's sometimes different than when we turn them on because you know that you have to be a little more maybe delicate or you don't yeah. want to come off. You don't want the wrong thing to be. You might say something flippantly and then somebody hears it and they're like, what the fuck is that? Like, why would he say that? Right. And a lot of times we're joking or it's just kind of this sort of, you know, you're weaving in and out of not just I want to be helpful and I'm in recovery, but also right. like with a capital R, you know, <laughs> fuck around and find out or what? what is it? Fuck around and find out. They're just like, dang, Jerry's hella racist. Right. Or something like, yeah. like what happened? But I'm not, I don't think I'm racist. You're not, I, mean, I don't know. I haven't taken the test yet. I mean, there's, there's, there, I mean, <laughs> we, that's a whole thing. Like Rashida. And I, is that our next, is that our, oh, sorry. Racist? Rashida, no, Rashida sorry. and I had yeah. this whole discussion about like, you know, 
inherent racism and how it's built in and like why certain like media the way that black and you know because i'm white and she's black and like i'll look at black movies and you know like black movies quote unquote and something like like friday is fine i I see it as something that's marketed toward me or acceptable for me but when there's like a drama that is has an all-black cast i immediately like look at it and go like yeah that's not for me that's for a black audience and really? what yeah i mean i don't i don't see it in that way and we were, we we talked all about it we did one episode of the podcast about black history month and i was like i don't know where that comes from you know and we like why why do i feel that way do it and is it some sort of like taught you know was i taught this from some like deep fucking racist oh the minstrel show is fine but like anything that were these where I uh, see somebody with black skin that has some, you know, more complexity as a human being, like for some, for whatever reason, is that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the wow. deep psychology of it, but we talked about that because she started this, um, I didn't mean for this to be a promotion about her, but. So listen to Rashida and John. <laughs> but she started this blog where she did this uh, audio blog. So it's, it's something she writes and then she does it, puts it up on YouTube and she calls it black, her Black Mystery Month. And so it's stories mm-hmm. from her life that are uniquely her, not just because she she was saying she felt like, you know, we celebrate Black History Month is great, but it seems like we celebrate the same dozen people. And there's all these different there's there's tons of black there's millions of black people in this country and beyond and everyone's got a story. And so um, go listen to it if you want. Don't if you don't. We're not here to talk about that. <laughs> but um, I, we went down a path, but that's all right. That's all right. We got to fill it out. We got to fill this hour somehow. <laughs> but um, so so there's literally like just five people being like, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, what? It's like when I listen to like when I used to listen to Joe Rogan and he'd start talking about fighting and I just turn it off. <laughs> or like there's another podcast I listen to called The Daily Zeitgeist, and the minute they start talking about basketball, I just turn it off. I'm like, oh, oh you don't just hit the thirty second. Well, lately I've been listening to it because it just makes me so depressed. Right? But yeah, because yeah. it's they get into the politics and shit, and politics make me sad. Yeah, but that's neither. That also is not it conducive to the recovery world at this point. No. So making sure that we stay on track and that we have topics and subjects that both you and I enjoy. I don't. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Or that we're you know at least somewhat. Um, we're interested in and we were capable of talking about, but yeah. So I just, I thought today and since we, you know, the podcast has gone off the rails anyway, we're going to do two letters for one episode, which yeah, we get next week off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, um, I don't know. But yeah, so I thought I would do G and H together because our good friend, Casey deck, who um, just recently, you know, celebrated a, a year sober yeah. He, friend of the pod. Friend right? of the pod, yeah. as they like to say in the pod world. He, the, <laughs> I don't know if he came up with this or if he said he he heard it from somebody, but it was, you can either be grumbly hateful or humbly grateful. And so I, right. I really like the G and the H together, and they just happen to be next to each other in the alphabet. And right. we just happen mm-hmm. to be right here. So, um, and the idea of grumbly hateful or humbly grateful is... I think the way that I interpret it is this choice that you can have, this choice of perspective, which in and of itself is sometimes annoying and frustrating because it's like, oh, 
So it's it's up to me to have the right perspective. Why does it always have to be up to fucking me? Why can't somebody else right. have the right perspective in my life to make me feel better? And that makes no sense. But do you know you know that feeling where you're like I I have to take responsibility for myself, but I don't want to take responsibility. Nah, I'm not familiar. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that shit all the time. And it's it's harder now because I have to own it, and so now I it was easier that it was easier to come to that conclusion when I was drinking, mm-hmm. and live with it and be like it is absolutely always someone else's fault, and now that I'm not fucking drunk all the time, I'm like damn that was totally my fault, and I need to own that, or I need to own my actions, or I need to own my way of thinking, you know, even before the actions, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and you were saying so, earlier, I think. We, humbly grateful. Humbly grateful, right? You were talking earlier about the series of minor annoyances, Lemony Snicket and the series of minor annoyances. Minor, yeah, exactly. Your, yeah. your cat's eating disorder and the uh, general ennui and I don't know. Just what was the general it? ennui of having to clean the shower and yeah. wash dishes and get kids kid to bed and get up mm. early and not sleep go through another round of insomnia this has been pretty rad mm-hmm. and then they 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 prescribe me uh uh the doc i told the doctor i want i want a pill to fall asleep but i, I want something non-narcotic like i want something non-habit for me because i'm an alcoholic and mm-hmm. i don't know how i'll do with something that my body wants you know like a barbiturate or something so she gave me this antidepressant, but she's like, you need to take it eight hours before you wake up, though, because you'll be all fucked up if you don't sleep the full eight hours. But the thing is, like, if I'm not asleep by midnight, then I'm like, damn, I can't really take this pill because I got to be up at six. You know? So you need to take it preemptively? Yeah, which I don't want to start having to rely on a pill preemptively, regardless of whether it's habit forming or not. You know, so that the whole sleep thing with me has been like a, it's on and off issue since like the summer of like 2017. It's really weird, man. It like comes and goes in spurts. And I think last night was just a fluke. But anyway, that was part of all those inconveniences of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just that's just life. We get older, we sleep less. Like I don't sleep eight. I don't think I've slept eight hours in a year. Really? I think I got seven hours and twenty minutes of sleep. That's the best sleep I've gotten in eighteen months. Yeah. I I average about five to six hours of sleep every day. Do night. you um? So even on the weekends, when I'm supposed to sleep in. I so I have a lot of, I have a lot of issues still sleeping. Um, that mm-hmm. but do you like, do you turn your phone off and do all the stuff that you're supposed to and turn all the yeah. lights off and mm-hmm. like if I'm lying in bed and I'm not asleep within half an hour and I'm still awake I get out of the bed and go to another room. I've just destined uh, the bedrooms just for sleeping. I'll read my iPad a little bit at night, but I also have it set to the, to the yellow light and I turn it way down mm-hmm. and I have it on night mode so it's you know. Because I, I every time I read books, I like pass out with the light on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I read buy a fucking Kindle or something, and then because I do pass out when I read books, but for some reason Reddit has been hard for me wow. to pass out to. Reddit always seems like well, because you don't know where you're going with that. You don't know what you're gonna find, and so it's more right. It's more of a novelty. Which you say you do pass out with Reddit, or you don't. I do. Yeah. Well, usually I feel myself starting to get tired and I try to be asleep by 11, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll just fold up the iPad and go to sleep. Right. But uh, that's usually my thing. Like around 10, 1030, I'm like, all right, it's time for bed. You know, my kid's in bed by 10, man. I'm like the worst dad ever. She should be in bed by eight. Or oh, nine. I thought that was like, that's late for the kid. Yeah. That's just normal for the kid to be in bed by 10. That's her bedtime is 10. She wakes up tired as fuck. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm telling you, man, I'm not the greatest dad, but 
I'm pretty sober, so you know. Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure like, she likes you. I can't get your ass to bed. No, she loves me because I let her go to bed at ten instead of her friends. Have she'll go and hang out with her friends and at eight o'clock. They're like, it's bedtime. She's like, word. Just like, Who the fuck goes to bed at eight? I'm like, other kids rolling. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, other kids who aren't raised by artists. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so how do you? Like you say, like raised by artists and being an artist and being somebody who's creative and wanting to just kind of do your own creative thing. That's also like defining success and feeling happy or comfortable with it or feeling grateful that you get that you have this gift instead of being feeling miserable that you have to use it for something you don't like. Or um, I don't know if there's a question in there other than. How are you dealing with it today? <laughs> like, yeah, it's all, right. it's all right. I mean, it's there's ups and downs with it, mm-hmm. right? Because I have to depend on being on point with that all the time. And so there are periods of time where I don't want to be on point with it. Yeah. Like I just don't want to work against all of my artistic instincts just to make someone else happy. Mm-hmm. And then there are times where I'm like, it's just part of the game. It's just part of the job. I need money to pay rent so i have to do these things regardless of whether or not they nurture me because well, am i gonna sit around and like that's the whole humbly grateful grumbly hateful thing like i'm gonna sit around and be upset that my delicate artistic ego isn't being fucking nurtured like and i do it all the time and then i get all mad like upset at myself because i'm like really you're mad because you don't get to draw the things you want to draw like at least you're doing this for a living like other people you know and then that pisses me off when people say it to me like well other people have to work a lot harder for less money and i'm like i understand that like it doesn't make me not aware of that fact it's just you know that's a little bit so hank that's a little bit of like a false equivalency because there's a lot of people who have to work a lot harder for a lot less you Mm -hmm. in this i think in this instance too if you look at the experience you have in the job that you do that's where the value comes in not how hard your day was this day right you know the value that you have comes with the two decades of experience that other people don't have but um you know i was in my therapist um i didn't think i would ever say that but she, we were talking. Here you are, though. And we were talking. You should be saying Theraflu. My, th- my Theraflu. <clears throat> my Theraflu. Do you t- mix it with vodka? <laughs> Would do, do you make hot toddies with Theraflu? I probably did at one point. Uh, I mean, not intentionally. In my stomach, I have, <laughs> yeah, but not right. in the same. Yeah. That sounds like some shit I would do, like heating up some That's whiskey. Some shit I absolutely have done. Not in the same cup, but definitely drank okay. the Theraflu and then like two shots of whiskey and then been like, mm-hmm. let's see where we go. Oh, man. Um, you have the flu. It will now get worse. Right. My therapist, I was telling her something about, you know, having to work and trading my time in for money and not have doing the things that are fulfilling to me. And she's like, John. We need, you need to kind of write it. You need to write it down as one of the things she said, which was a direct correlation to the program that we're in about writing things down, taking inventory. And she said, well, what mm-hmm. if you then you go, you realize, oh, you get to do your creative stuff. What if you got to do it 60, 40, you know, and immediately in my head, I'm like, that's not enough. I want to do it 100 percent. I want to be fulfilled 100 percent. You know, that's what I'm thinking right. in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm-hmm. so so look at look for those those things. Like, what can you Basically, take inventory and see where you're at instead of look at the evidence rather than how you're feeling about it. And to help the way that I interpret it is that that can help shape my future feeling. Yeah. You know, 
like oh she's right it's not that bad i got to do a bunch of cool stuff today i'm gonna get to do a couple of cool things tomorrow and then i gotta work all weekend and and that'll pay the bills and then i can start again next week um and another she gave me this handout she's really she's really all about i've got a couple different papers from her but she was basically saying that like there's this we were talking about anxiety and she was saying and this is comes from i think anxiety and that ennui and the depression like they're all kind of related one way or the other i mean they're not all the same exact thing but she was saying it goes thoughts feelings behaviors and there's this circle right so the thoughts something bad will happen i won't be able to cope the feeling being anxious the adrenaline tense heart racing breathing breathing fast shaky lightheaded sweaty etc the behaviors avoid or escape not go out make excuses leave early safety behaviors help us cope in the situations so basically it's like it can start anywhere so like if there's a bad behavior and then that leads mm-hmm. to a bad thought which then leads to a bad feeling or if i have a right. thought that like oh fucking life sucks and then so now i feel in my body i feel bad and miserable and then i i don't know i i overeat or or i drink or i don't i'm not as engaged in my relationship or whatever right you know so it's like this cycle and she's like if you can define those things even just briefly and then you can break that cycle and you can replace it so that's the whole thing we're we and I say we, like you and I, had this whole destructive way of living, this whole, it was a, you know, we talk about the unconscious program versus the conscious program. It was unconscious, it was chaotic, it was sloppy, it was ill, it was ill-tempered and ill-manicured. It didn't, it yeah. didn't serve anything. And so piece by piece, brick by brick, nail by nail, you begin to um, put in place other things that work, right? Right. So... Like when you say about you, you say something that you didn't mean or that you then have to apologize and you're like, shit, I got to take responsibility for that. That's right. a, that's, that's a new thought that before you, when you were drinking, maybe you would have been like, fuck it. It's their fault. Anyway, I'm going to go get, oh drunk. man. Yeah. You double down. <laughs> you absolutely double down. It's not even like, I'm going to go get drunk. It was like, fuck you. What you said to me hurt my feelings and made me feel lesser than. So I'm doubling down now and I'm going to hurt you back even more. Or what I said to you bummed you out and you're angry at me. So now I'm doubling down on it. And I don't like you anymore. Fuck you. I don't need to listen to you anymore. Yeah. You're out of your mind. I don't drink too much. You don't drink enough. (laughs) I think I I may have actually heard you say that before. I have said that. I had it on a business card. Uh, I had it on a t-shirt. You know, iron on letters. Mm. Uh, You were talking earlier about um compromise right when you're talking about you want it 60 40 and you want it 100 and you have to learn how to compromise which is absolutely part of recovery because i think some people look at compromise and see it as a weak thing but i've always looked at it especially in recovery compromises adaptation mm-hmm. and all adaptation is is just a new way of of surrender do you know what i mean of 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 releasing control and relinquishing control is an adaptation as compromise, because I'm no longer in control of this. This isn't on my terms. This is life on life's terms. And now I have to adapt to what life's terms are. So I can still feel fulfilled as a person or still feel like I have my own um, 
autonomy and I have my own, you know what I mean? Like my own voice or whatever it is you're looking for, but still, because, because life and circumstances and honestly, in all frankness, other people don't give a fuck. It just does. They don't care. Some people do, but do you know what I mean? In general, normal dude out there in the street, your normal NPC walking out there doesn't give shit. Unless you fall over in the grocery store, then they care. But other than that, like they'll cut you off. They yeah. won't use their blinkers. Yeah. They'll plow right into you. They don't because they got their own shit. And for know? those of you non-gamers out there, NPC is a non-playable character. Right, because that's what I look at. Like people at the grocery stores, they're just I'm giving them. They're giving me a quest. You know, <laughs> they're like I'm on it, or I'm returning the items to them as the quest giver, and I'm like, well, here are my egg whites or whatever here's my protein powder mm-hmm. i haven't bought protein powder yet i had to uh i have to lay off a dairy now so all my smoothies have been coconut yogurt which is good but not the same there's no protein in it yeah mm-hmm. greek yogurt's like chock full of protein but i need to lay off the dairy because it is that all the probiotics and the dairy together just straight wreck my life at night so <laughs> wrecking my life at night just farting up a storm. Someone just the worst wrecked gas. my life tonight. Right, but then they say if you <laughs> you eat the protein powder, it like makes it even worse. So I'm like, damn. Hmm. And then one of the guys I work with is like, crack a raw egg into your smoothie. And I'm like, and actually, that's not a bad idea, but I also don't want salmonella. So, mm-hmm. right. And my whole life, I've been taught to not get salmonella. I think that's a lesson you should continue to follow. That's a, yeah. That's a good don't one. get salmonella. Rule number so, one. So that's, you you said. You, you were talking about NPCs. You were talking about people don't give a shit, and they there don't. Are... Yeah, I know. I, I went off on a tangent. No. And now I'm talking way far away from the mic. Sorry. That's about okay. That. So, um, <clears throat> you know, things get a little hectic here in the studio. I understand. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a. It's not just that people don't give a shit, but I think sometimes people don't have the capacity because everyone's carrying their own load. Everyone's got their right. own shit to deal with so i mean and absolutely some people don't and some people can't and some people don't even have any idea because their own cat has an eating disorder you know what i mean and so like they gotta go home and they're just trying to get the right cat food get the get the right food and get the fuck home or you know that's a great it's a good clarification because the way i kind of colored it was like people are malevolent and mean and that's not how i meant it but i come off that way but it's easy for uh, for us i feel this i feel the same way for for me to go like, yeah, people just don't give a fuck. That's easier for me to walk around and be like, yep, Which, see, that's that's the reason right. my life sucks is because people don't but give a fuck. But the problem is fuck. that, the prob- not even the problem, the thing is you're saying is they just give a fuck about what they have going on mm-hmm. in their life right now. Right. Yeah, with their cat's eating disorder. <laughs> it's not an eating disorder. Megan said she has issues with food. Jerry, she's got issues with food. <laughs> but I, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm paying. It's not like the cat's like, yo, I'm too fat. Or like has you know what I mean what like the, body dysmorphia. What is the cat's issue with food? She was fair like part feral, so she had to like get it when she could get it. So now it's like eating to her is like this really desperate thing. So she gets very loud and very desperate and really pushy. And it's not like I, she's got no fucking chill. Like if she hears a she gets into things. Mm. She got into the dog food the other night. It was on top of the dryer. She got up on top of the dryer and bit a hole in the dog food <laughs> bag and started eating the dog food. She got my wife's lunch box open and ate a bagel. This is an the eating disorder, Jerry. This yeah. is I mean this she is... pulled a sourdough bread down from a counter and ate like a quarter of the loaf. I thought she was gonna die. I was like, You ate Jesus. that much bread. Yeah, like the cat like 
is so food focused. She's worse than the dog. She's like on the dog is really. She's carbo loading. It sounds like she's carbo. She's getting big and strong so she can get out of here. Um, then when she gets back out there again, she's gonna go out into the world. She's gonna go out. You think she'll? You, you think she'll like? You think she'll go out once you get her? I mean, she'll come right back again though because she's like, she well, I could eat this squirrel or get that good wet food that jerry's got right. at the crib what do you get her like yeah. a fancy feast salmon or tuna or ah, it's just those ones that are a buck a can okay. or 69 cents a can from safeway nothing too fancy like the happy family western family yeah values. yeah exactly yeah. but from what she was eating before like the house she lived in previously the guy was you know he's a drug addict and mm-hmm. the house is in total disrepair and he's got problems with hoarding and uh the they were te- the neighbor was telling us that the cats get in through a hole in the floor in his house to get fed and he's got he's like hordes cats like he's got like 13 Jesus. or 14 cats so they all got to fight over one bowl and she's little not anymore now she's she's getting fed well so she's a big girl mm-hmm. she's a chonk chunk yes she's chonky dude (laughs) um it sounds to me like she might need to go to like an aca meeting you know adults probably yeah um what is that it's adult adult children of alcoholics right because she's like my last dad (laughs) is an active drug addict yeah yeah um but yeah man it's just that people everybody has their own thing and i i think that we can i think in having that perspective and there's a there's a tom papa joke not from his latest special but he talks about like the people at cvs wanting his phone number and he's like look right. man, i just want to get in here i want to get this ointment and go home and take care of this okay i don't want to talk right. to you about my number and so that's what i imagine people are out there just like i gotta get the fuck home and handle this business right. i don't even want to be out here and i hate it like the grocery store is just like it is it is a nightmare to me anymore. And I, I don't remember if it used to be like this, Is it if it's just me, but it just seems like nobody, you know, like you said, nobody cares. Everybody's out for themselves. And I try to go like, well, people have important things going on, important to them. And Well, and that's right, compromise and acceptance. That's, that's probably what, mm-hmm. if we could find a G and an H, mm-hmm. compromise and acceptance, it sounds like the route we're going down right compromise now. Compromise and acceptance. Um, right. But- and dealing with dealing with somebody who's come from a traumatic childhood, even if it's a fucking cat. Right. Right? Right. So like like be grateful that this cat is not still having to go through a hole in the floor to get right. fed. Like now she's going through a hole in my heart. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like her anymore. I'm just like, get away. <sighs> Stop meowing. The cat loves my daughter. So the dog loves my wife. The cat loves my daughter. And I'm just fine with it. I'm like, man, I miss having a fish. <laughs> and then Megan was like, do you want to get another fish? And I'm like, fuck no. We got enough fucking animals in this house. Yeah. And I don't want to have to feed everybody and then clean a tank every two weeks oh, too, or a week. No. Yeah. No, you don't. Maybe get a, no. I was going to say get a bird, but you don't. That's another fucking. I'll just water the plants and feed the animals there you every go. day clean out cat boxes um so would you say like we talk about like grumbly hateful and those hateful moments and even in like compared now to like early recovery i find that it's so much easier to deal with being upset and angry and in fact i can remember in the last six to eight months there's only been like two or three times where I was so miserable in my own head that like, I just had to let it pass. It took like a day or two. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a lot better with like 
fucking bullshit. I can find something to be grateful for. I can find something to to entertain me or to feel good about. Or I have I have better tools to feel good yeah. when I feel when it when it comes up on me. I mean, do you find that like say Jerry and you know, six months recovered. I mean, I don't, were you miserable? Were you relieved? Yeah. Oh God, I was awful. Nobody wanted to be around me. People kind of want to be around me now. They're like mostly stoked I'm there. Yeah. But those first six months are awful. Mm-hmm. Everything was, I don't need, I can't, it's so hard for me to even recall or recovery because it was Is so it? chaotic that, yeah, emotionally it was so chaotic that I can't even tell you what I was feeling. Like as far, I, I, I just can paint it in wide strokes. I can't go, I can't think of details because there were no details. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of desperation and anxiety and a lot of frustration and a lot of anger and a lot of like, a lot of desperation, you know, so. And that, but you wouldn't say that you feel desperation now. No, I don't feel, no, not necessarily. I mean, I would like some pecan pie, but that's not desperate. That's just pie. That's just that's just managing your calorie count, right? Exactly. Like I can go get a piece now. I'm, but no, I don't feel I don't feel desperate at all. I don't feel those same feelings. I feel them to a lesser degree. Like the other day at work, yesterday at work, I was just saying like I always feel kind of anxious, but that's not true. I only always feel kind of anxious at work. Like there's always a low level of anxiety at work because there's a lot of personalities and there's a lot of mm-hmm. strong personalities and there's a lot on the line. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always a lot on the line. But when I'm home, I don't. I I, I generally only feel that low level anxiety if there's chores to be done, which there are always chores to be done. But that's more of a reminding anxiety. Like, that's more of like a uh, just that kind of anxiety that's like, well, this is what needs to get done in this order. Maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. But I don't feel that same desperation or anger or resentment or frustration. All those negative things. It's just early recovery to me is hard. It's hard for me to even wrap my mind around what it was then because it was everything at once do you know what i mean i think a person in early recovery would be more adept at telling you what it was like it's not like it was 20 years ago for me but it was you know it was a long time ago for me for me you know Mm -hmm. at least it feels like that in my perspective you know people who have had longer will look at me and be like ah but all we got is 24 hours and i know that my span of 24 hours right now is not the same as my span of 24 hours in 2014 you know (laughs) Yeah. It's not, man. I feel like not, you know. I feel like somehow the time, the twenty four hours I have now, and the twenty four hours I had in two thousand fourteen, like, mm-hmm. are you talking about early recovery? Right? You're talking about yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like, it's vastly different. Like, I feel, I feel like the time goes by faster now. Um, it does, and it's, but I'm, I'm much happier for it. I'm much more excited. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. I wake up and I. I'm fine to like, oh, I can just get out of bed. And one thing you talk about memory and trying to remember things, because I know that there's, again, huge swaths of time where, especially in drinking, like, I don't really remember like 12, 13, 14, kind of like if you looked at my resume, I could know where I was mm-hmm. at. And so that would kind of be like a a better indicator. I could be like, oh, okay, I was, I was living there and I was working there. So I was probably doing this. Right. Um, but one thing that you said to me, and I've always tried to hang on to this is, um, I think you texted it to me when I first got sober and you're like, just tattoo 
the the memory of that last bender on your on your brain. Yeah, and so this is one of those comments that would show up on an A is for alcoholic bingo. <laughs> like if they did a bingo, right? it would be like tattoo your last bender on your brain. Yeah, that is that's yeah. totally. But I can tell that it it's sat with you like that, you mm-hmm. know, and that's good that it sat with you like that because. And I don't rem- staying recollected. Stay, right? stay recollected. Is that is that a thing? Is that from the book or something? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. My dad says it to me. Stay recollected. You just gotta stay recollected, Jerry. You gotta keep them separated. Um, <laughs> you gotta keep them separated, Jerry. <laughs> um, so I and the thing that I remember about the bender is not so much the bender because I blacked out because I was drinking straight warm vodka from the bottle. But it was the mm-hmm. aftermath, and it was that the morning after, and the day after, and the night after, and just that whole, that day and a half, or that two days right after the last one. And it's right. like, keep, and I, I do, like like you said, like your dad said, stay recollected. And it's it's been really helpful, and I go, ooh, that's, you know, when you talk about, oh, my wife had a cold beer at, at dinner, and it looked really right. good. It right. looked good because I was eating a hot pastrami sandwich and it was like sweat coming off of this Pilsner glass. And mm. it wasn't like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I, I think other alcoholics will understand, I'd hope. Like it just looked good in that moment. Like mm-hmm. in that moment, the light in the room hit it. And I was like, wow, look at you. I'm not going to drink you, but look at you though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but yeah, because I know the path it leads down. We were just right. talking. To, yeah. And like one of my coworkers was talking about booze the other day. And I was talking about how I, she was. She was talking about like bourbon and stuff and bourbon was my shit apparently. Like I was like, oh, I'm a bourbon drinker. You know, pinkies up for my fucking Evan Williams. You know what I mean? Trying to be fancy. And uh, I was talking about how I didn't like certain booze back when I drank and shit. And she was just like, she was just like, what? So you can't even taste it now? And I'm like, no, no, you can't. I can't taste it. I can't get it in my mouth. <laughs> intentionally do you know what i mean like if i took a sip of it by accident i don't think i'd end up you know waking up in jail or outside again but i don't think you would no but if i like intentionally was like mm, 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 taste a little bit of this booze then where do i go from there then what is the next step <clears throat> the next step is oh well, i can take a little sip and oh i earned a beer come on a man's allowed to have a beer with a hamburger come on you know now. And worked hard where does that fucking go because i know how i am because mm-hmm. i just did this shit with diet cokes with coke zeros and went all wacky and i'm drinking coke zeros again i'm back off the wagon buddy how's it feel feels good uh you know what it is i've been doing it in moderation actually and it doesn't feel like booze like it doesn't feel like me trying to moderate booze like i'm not obsessed with it right i'll like drink one one can a day now mm-hmm. even if that like if i'm not i won't go to the store and buy the because I feel myself in be, loops of behaviors, behavior loops, right? Mm-hmm. But with a behavior loop with alcohol is it affects, we all know this, it affects your demeanor, it affects your mood, it affects the way you treat people around you. And it's just that behavior loop, it just keeps, it's like snowballs. It just gets tighter and tighter and tighter and bigger and bigger and bigger at the same time, you know? I mean, I I don't know. I'm, I've, I just have to, like... like we talk about tattooing the last bender on your head. I have to not just remember the fucking horrible demoralization of that last drunk but just everything that led up to it mm-hmm. everything that laid out before it and everything that laid out after it you know just like you said it wasn't that drunk it was the few days after the drunk and for me it was every day leading up to that drunk you know like yeah. i went the other way with it yeah where i was just like i don't feel that low anymore man like i get depressed sometimes i get frustrated i don't want to do things but i don't feel that low anymore 
I just don't even see it anymore. It's like all murky now. Like I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I know that I can push down and get down there again. Yeah, if you need to, you can stick your hand down in there and uh, <laughs> stir up the You know, the it's silt. like swimming in the river, you know, <laughs> stirring the silt up, right? The stil- silt's all stirred up, so I can't see that rock, that bottom anymore. Mm-hmm. But I know it's fucking down there because I was just down there, you know? Jerry, you should I write don't that down. Go That's good. Down yeah, I think there's down, a fucking. Right? I think there's a lyric in there somewhere. Put it. Put it in your book. <laughs> the silty, the silty river of sobriety. No, nah, man. I was writing a rap the other day, and it went off on a really weird place about like, oh, I used uh, the campfire vampire rhyme scheme. <laughs> I, I nice. And some about Teen Wolf riding on the roof of a van. I don't know. It got real weird. I like it though. <laughs> Good. This is my new shit in my forties. This is gonna get weird. I'm not even tough anymore. It's just everything's weird. It should but be. Anyway, like what? What was up with Eminem at the Oscars? Where did that come from? I didn't from? watch the Oscars. Did you watch? I didn't him? watch I him. Cable. I just heard that he went up there and sa- and saying "Lose yourself." Right. I don't know. Maybe they just were like, "Oh, we need Eminem who hasn't." Uh, he. They should have just had fucking cats come out. I think they did have some of the cats. And do you lose yourself as cats? As cats, yeah. Have just a fucking dude from the X-Men doing Lose Yourself from the Cats. Magneto. Why can't I remember his name? Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen doing now that Lose would Yourself be by Eminem special. as a cat. As a cat. I want to watch Cats. I think I'm going to have a cat party here when it comes out. <laughs> and just be like, who wants to come fuck with this movie? I would me? love, dude, if you... But I know too many serious people who are no fun. Like, you would come watch it with me and laugh your ass off. But everybody else I work with, they're all so goddamn serious. They're like, well, that's just dumb. I'm like, I know it's dumb. dumb. That's why that's we're, why doing we're it. watching it. You fucking ding-dongs. Like, get in here. Didn't you, Have a did good you time. get my f- Facebook event <laughs> invitation for my cat's party? No. No. Are you having a cat's party? No, I'm saying you. I, I just oh, imagine you no. like you're like, oh. I'm, I'm coming back to Facebook. So and um, I'm going to... Just for this one thing. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Well, yeah, it's I mean, my five thousand Facebook followers. <clears throat> I think the, cats party my house sober cats party. So, oof. I just I think something like that to me is silly on so many different levels. Like just like it just looks like it's gonna be so fucking funny, dude. Like and terrible and like how they put so much money yeah. and effort and energy and like there's it's just like so bizarre. And I'm I'm not a music. Um, uh, I love musicals. I'm not huge. A music aficionado. No, I'm not a music music theater. Like what? What am I trying? Music to say? theater. Musicals. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not. Wasn't really in music theater. Probably. I like movie musicals though yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I watch the shit out of La La Land. I love it. I haven't seen it. La La Land good. is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's fucking so white. I love it. What about? Have you? Did you see Parasite or 1917? Yeah, I loved Parasite. La La Land was from years ago, by the way. That was like 2016 or okay. something. But. I haven't seen 1917 yet. I saw Parasite and I saw um, Once Upon a Time. I saw that one, which I thought was which was I. Did you like it? I I liked some of it. I uh-huh. felt like the Margot Robbie portion of it didn't seem to go anywhere. It was just like right. following her around, and I didn't really understand why we. It was the buildup of Sharon Tate because you thought at the end that Tex Watson was going to cut her open, so you're like. So and then he doesn't, and you're like, oh. I felt oh. like it was too long. Yeah, maybe I love long movies, man. Like I sat through three hours of Doctor Sleep, and I, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed Doctor Sleep. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and in fact, so Doctor Sleep, which is we're gonna eventually do this one as far as our recovery movie reviews. Um, I'm I got asked to be on another podcast, which I talked to you about with Dirk. 
um, from the VHS. You remember Dirk from Portland? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So he does like movies and stuff. And so I, he asked me if I, I, not that I'm only that I'm a recovering alcoholic and it's a story about a recovering alcoholic. I'm not a, I'm right. not a, he's uh, not going to ask you about your latent psychic ability. <laughs> he can try. I mean, we can, t- I'll give it my he best. Just hold up cards and be like, what's what, what is this? <laughs> what is this? This is, what do you see? Um, uh-huh. speaking, well, I did feel supposedly I felt my own chi the other morning. That's Weird. not like I know, but I think you should finish plugging your your other podcast. So I, he hasn't interviewed me yet, but it's called VHS. Uh-huh. So V H U S. And so basically, what he does is he interviews people. He takes a movie, an old movie or a new movie, and then whatever the occupation is or whatever the the protagonist is, he right. he interviews somebody who has that job in real life. So apparently, the, mm-hmm. in this particular situation, uh, he really liked the movie. I really liked the movie. And he, I guess my occupation is recovering alcoholic. So yeah, he's doing for a living <laughs> for a living. Um, so, uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm into it, yeah, I but think uh, it'll be great. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. So I like Dr. Sleep. I don't know why I don't like long movies anymore. Maybe that's it was just okay. this one. I see that's, that's, yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked all of it, but I also was looking at, I, I was coming from this weird place of nostalgia for a, a, a time I didn't live in. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Yeah. I was feeling nostalgic for the 60s, even though I didn't grow up in the 60s. Right. So to me, it was like trying to put myself emotionally in this place there. That I, But it was kind of, the end was kind of tacked on. Two things. I mean, I, th- I enjoyed the action at the end, but I thought I could have used it mm-hmm. a little bit sooner and maybe spread mm-hmm. out or something. Like I just felt like right. I had to wait three hours and then it was like fucking wacky, zany one after the other, right. you know? Right. Um, and then Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's um, performance as a fucking he alcoholic. He had some pretty guy. interesting fucking yes. alcoholic shit going now, on there. Yeah. I would love to just when even review that. When he looks at himself. Yes. Dude, that scene in the trailer where he looks at himself in the mirror and he's like, if you fucking drink again, I'll fucking kill you. Like, he's like, I will fucking kill myself. My eyes started to you know tear up. So did I, because I've been there. I've been staring at myself in the mirror, and I've been like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You know what I mean? And so I was like, felt it in my heart, yeah. and I was like, damn. And then what did you fucking drink anyway? I'm almost immediately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, immediately, yeah. So it's just like all these, you're even breaking promises to yourself, man. So Damn, Jerry. <laughs> but yeah, that, I, you know, <laughs> even that little part with brilliant. him as an alcoholic, yeah. Like I, and his selfishness, it was really interesting. I would love yeah. to, like, if I ever got to meet Leonardo DiCaprio, I would say, like, that would be the thing I'd be like, dude. Like that scene in the trailer really hit home. Mm-hmm. Like, thank like, you. You drunk? You're drunk, ain't <laughs> you're you? Drunk. <laughs> you're a drunk, aren't you? So yeah. Well, I, Brad Pitt is sober. But, yeah, he apparently. Uh, I don't know, man. It always shows up. I type, you know, I hashtag recovery one too many times, and it always shows up. <laughs> like once I hit the little magnifying lens to look at new stuff, it's always just like. Brad Pitt's sober, and I'm like, okay. Like, Tom Brady or some motherfucker I don't know, and I'm like, okay. Marsha Brady. Marsha uh, Brady. Yeah. Sober as fuck. Um, where were we about being humbly grateful, grumbly hateful? Um, I don't know. See, this, and then let's talk about the concept of humility is always so hard for me to wrap my head around, even in meetings when they bring it up, and they're like, today we're going to talk about humility. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like I, I, I've always had a difficult time wrapping my head around that. Like I'm not supposed to walk around feeling like I'm cool. Like, I don't know. Cause to me, humility sounds like being grounded. Right. And being like, not feeling a sense of superiority, but like, I've never felt superior that I couldn't fucking, that I have a, some fucking thing in my brain that makes me not handle my shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
or what, that I pulled myself out of the hole and I'm like, oh, I'm better than all you drunks because I'm not currently not drinking, you know? I think part of the way that I see it sometimes is humility is like knowing my place and not in a negative way like I am beneath somebody, but knowing that I'm, but I, knowing that I'm not, I'm not better than anybody, that I'm not better than, right. than the person who's upset me at the grocery store for the umpteenth time that I can't seem to get right. over. I'm not better than the, um, the, my old boss from three years ago that I still carry resentments every once in a while and I can't seem to shake, like whatever the fuck that's <laughs> yeah. about, you know? Um, yeah. I'm not better than these people. And it doesn't, because every time that I think that I am, I always feel bad. I always feel like, like, yeah, fuck that guy. And I'm like, why do, he's not listening to me. I'm the only one who's hearing that in my head. And so like knowing my place in the world and, and how I can help benefit, support, listen, help, you know, I said help already. Um, but you know what I mean? Like if you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, John, I'm fuck, fucking feeling kind of whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, really? Like, so my place is to listen and to maybe, I'm not looking for a, a, a spot to chime in or I'm not looking to be like, well, here's my insightful advice for you that you need to follow. Correct. But more yeah. like, so being humble in that way, that knowing where to, where is my place? Like it's a big puzzle. More so than like that's a really that's really good that's a really good way of looking at it that's right? real good John you talk great <laughs> you like yeah. that but but no I appreciate the clarification I didn't mean to interrupt no you with my that's all ego. just that it's more about a puzzle than it is about being beneath somebody <laughs> right and I always thought humbly grateful was more like the having this sense of gratitude mm-hmm. and not having it because you feel entitled to what mm-hmm. you are owed but because you are being given something that you don't necessarily. I don't know if deserve is the right word, but that you're not necessarily entitled to. So you're thankful for having it because you're not like, well, yeah, of course I deserve this. I'm me and I'm the center of the universe. you know? Right. And I think I can be grateful for the home that I live in now and right, I right. can want and work towards something bigger and better. It doesn't have to be – I don't have to be completely content and satisfied with every aspect of my life. And if I'm not, then I'm just being grumbly hateful. you know like why can't i be really grateful for everything that i have and really excited about trying to figure out a way to have the more that i want Mm -hmm. because not because i want a better car i don't really want what i want is to pay off the one i have (laughs) you know what i mean like that would be the happiest thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. in my life rather than having a bugatti or a Whatever, you know. Do you want a Bugatti? No, I don't. I don't. I know yours as an example. I'm like, what a uh, weird. No, I don't. I don't really care. I mean, I have. I don't. I have seen Teslas, and but Tesla's not the same as a Bugatti, but they look cool. They do look cool. I bet they would be cool to drive. We're gonna go down this path right here. <laughs> like we're in the car the other day, and I was like, man, that Tesla's kind of looks like a future car. Like, not that shitty truck, but like that cool Tesla. I have. A anyway, fr- well, I, I mean, know. there's no gas. That's that's something to think about. Hell yeah, I'm not helping kill the world or just that much your pocketbook more. either. You know? Um but Ooh, no, yeah. yeah, it's just like like I can still if that's what I want, and there's nothing wrong with wanting a better car, if that's truly what you want, then fucking go if that's gonna make you happy, right? Find the find, find a, the way to accomplish it right. within then that's reason. fine. I am not gonna be happy with a newer, better car. I'm right. So it's like Although I think a Tesla would be pretty awesome. 
Right. Matching gets... Teslas. You go to the podcast awards in... <clears throat> in Burbank, Florida? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just I just want to be... I want to be grateful for what I have, and I'm also... Otherwise, what's the point of waking up? I mean, I guess... Am I supposed to find complete contentment and nirvana and just be happy? Some people do. Yeah. Not us, though. Not me. Not yet. No. I mean... No, because I'm a fucking recovering alcoholic. I need something, goddammit. Right? But some of us recovering alcoholics can like live like Gary Snyder and, you know what I mean, back in the day on a, on a what is it, a bamboo mat in a fire watchtower. Did you ever read that Big Sur? I did. I read Kerouac Big book? Sur. Yeah. I re- he was, uh, um, yes, I did. It was, it was Big Sur. And then mm-hmm. it was Dharma Bumps and uh, mm-hmm. On the Road. Um, but anyway, some of us can live that. You know, but it's not the lifestyle where you don't want for anything, and all you—the only thing that fulfills you is that your spirituality. You know, not me though. No, not me. I still no. like. The I, I, I need fudge sickles. I want fudge sickles. I need clothes that fit. You know, mm-hmm. ever since I lost all this weight, nothing fits. All my old clothes that nothing fit. Mm-hmm. I even started sewing them, taking them in, and trying to tailor them. They still just—it's. I have. I have really? a bunch of shirts I've tailored. Yeah, I have them sitting right next to the sewing oh. machine. Oh. But the, even now, they're just large shirts that are taken in. They're just really long, but they fit now, and I'm like, huh. Anyway, I wouldn't even know really... how to do that. I would, like, cut a triangle out of the back and just duct tape it and then wear a jacket. Boom. So... Yeah, you're like, hey, it's vented. <laughs> they wear a jacket, but you have that nice vent in the back, though. <laughs> it's vented. I watch videos on YouTube, and Megan had a – Megan is – is a pretty accomplished seamstress in her own right, mm-hmm. you know, and so I learned how to do it. So I know how to do it now, but you have access to a I machine don't. too, right? And I use yeah. it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a real nice one. A brother, it's right here. I can't really turn my head because I fuck my body up today, but mm-hmm. uh, overhead presses, dude, don't push it, you know. You shouldn't, you shouldn't push anything. Uh, somebody else reached out to me and they were asking about, like, oh, I really fucking hurt my back running or something like that. And I was like, so whatever you did, don't do that again. Right. And um, go slower and do less. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but um, I'm supposed to run tomorrow, but man. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, one thing that I did, so I did this last week, Thursday morning, and I'm scheduled to do it tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., which is early for me to be up and out. But I went mm-hmm. with a guy at work, and we did like a three-mile run. And um, it was super cool. It was actually really cool to go running with somebody else. Um, and we kind of just kept the same pace and we didn't really like talk too much. Like it was almost, I kind of felt like, well, he's not my, he doesn't have to be my friend and I'm not marrying the guy. We're right. just going running together for just running 40 together minutes, for... you know? Yeah. So, um, it was cool and it was great. And I, another, somebody, another person I've run with who has got much more experience, stamina and strength than I do. And so this guy, when we went running together, he's, he's 30 and I'm, and I'm 43, and he's at about 240, and I'm a, I'm at about 192 right now. So right. I am the oh, one. 192, right on. I know. So I'm the one who's got the experience, strength, and stamina. You know. And as we were going, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, man, you were really booking it out there. And I was like, I was just trying to fucking not look like a schmuck after I've been talking right. all this shit you know, about like right. running. Right. That's why I don't want to run with anybody because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'm going to run for about a mile. It's going to be about a 10, 11 minute mile. Then I'm going to walk for about a mile and then I'll try to run the last mile. Um, But he was really interested in it. He was really like we after we were done, uh, we stood on the street corner and we just talked for a while. 
and he asked me a couple different questions about like losing weight and I, I sent him the app that you and I use and mm-hmm. he um he was and then later I saw him at work and he's like that app is scary John and I was like well it's what you eat that's scary <laughs> you know what I mean he's like right. I had these little mm-hmm. like seed crackers or like no grain crackers or something like some healthy Mary's crackers he's like they're so high in calories and I was like yep yeah yep so mm-hmm. I was like it's just it's like five of them or 140 something, you're like yeah could have eaten two apples <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool you put salt on the apple yeah. i guess <laughs> put yeah nice slices dry them out whatever you need to do put yeah. them in the oven but um right but it was cool it felt really good and again there was that sort of i would say i would say this is my piece in the puzzle is helping somebody else with something helping somebody else with something that i can't that i know rather than just yeah. keeping it to myself and being that piece of the puzzle and right. it felt really good. Like I, so that we did three and a half miles and then I just decided to go three extra miles on my own just cause I was fucking stoked. I was just feeling. <laughs> and now your legs all uh, fucked basic, up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, don't go You're too like, hard. I decided to push it to six. Yeah. I should have just now gone home. my leg home. is fucked up. So, um, but I did find a couple of stretching like yoga, uh, sequences that are, that I think are going to work. And I just have to. I'll send you a link to the one I do. Okay. Okay. And see if it's helpful anyway. I do it every time I run. So it's like eleven minutes worth of stretching, but it's all dynamic stretching. It's all movement. Okay. You'll see them and you'll be like, Oh, I've done these. Then I'm I'll happy to try something new and I mean my whole thing just, is to get up in the Or morning. don't try it all and be like, Thanks and then pretend you did it. Thanks. <laughs> no, I'll try it, dude. I mean my thing is now I'm trying to get the habit of stretching. So I, I get up and one of the first things I do when I move my go into the living room with my coffee is I put the yoga mat down. I don't get on it right away, but I just roll it out so that it's there. Yeah. So that's part of the, the thing. same thing with the working out. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I move the bench and the table out. You know, after my wife and kid leave, mm-hmm. it's the preparation of it makes you have to. Well, now I have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like you were saying about how you bring your shoes and shit with you in the car. Yeah. It's anything that even goes with like recovery. Do you know what I mean? Like prepping to be on top of your shit all day, even emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, like all right, now I can get out there and be in the world. And be a daywalker amongst all these drunk vampires. Mm-hmm. What I mean, yeah. What is going to make you? What makes you feel good? What makes a you feel walker. prepared? What? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What makes you? I don't know. I was just trying to button that in somehow. The trying to daywalkers, button that the nightwalkers. Well, just the whole idea of being prepared for recovery. I thought we were doing that Rogan thing where we started talking about UFC too much. <laughs> Probably. Is it right? AM MMA. Or UFC, they're two different things. UFC is the organization. MMA is the type of martial arts they're okay. doing. Yeah, well, it's mixed martial arts. UFC is owned by a by a real right wing Republican dude. Eh, sounds about right. But he's a millionaire though. Yeah, it's about right. Let's not go there. No, we don't need to go there. Um, no, it's got nothing to do with recovery. Nothing. I mean, I guess if the man asked me how to get sober, I'd probably feel the impl- inclined to help him. So, I don't know. As Jerry keeps his mouth shut, I so. have no smart ass thing to say to that. I was just like, I don't oh, know. God, I mean, damn it, you uh, fucking service. Yes, John, service. I'm fine. Be like, fuck you. Um, fuck you and your politics. No, that's awful. Yes, service. Fine. Yeah. We're going to talk about <laughs> so drinking though. Service. Yeah, we'll keep keep it confined to our problems. Just with keep alcohol. it confined to our problems with alcohol. <laughs> um, Which I should have even have gone down that path, but whatever. So, so being being hateful, being grateful. All that business. I, I just, it's getting over the fact that it's it's my choice and that I'm in control of it. 
And there's very few times, like I said, there's like three times in the last year that I can remember not feeling in control of it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, really? Like, you know, we all get bothered and we all get annoyed and we all get frustrated and I get scared that I'm not going to make enough money and then the next week comes by and I have enough money to pay rent and it's not the, mm-hmm. my favorite way to live and I've lived much comfortably before and I'd like to live more right. comfortably in the future. But, you know, um, that reminding ourselves that this shit is fucking temporary and we should probably try to have a good time and feel good about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy yourself and try to really take in the profound moments because you don't get a lot of them. Be grateful because I'm 40. But you get more if you're sober, though. I have I do have way more profound moments now than I did sitting in a bar. <laughs> I mean, I've had some profound bar moments. Sure. Where I was like, whoa, that drunk lady took her boob out, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. But whatever, whatever wild thing was happening. That guy threw up on a pool table. Mm-hmm. But there's it's the, the profound things now are way more. Uh, depth they're way more they're deeper they have more significance to them it's not quite the same as when you're hitting three mile run and listening to like i don't know uh, my i tell you I'll, so i'll tell you this is gonna you're gonna laugh slow at this. ride by fog hat <laughs> no but i might put that one on the list just for fun should so this is what i did when i strained my leg was the other i went i went to therapy and I went for a run. I was dressed to go for a run. So I fucking dressed to go for a run wherever I go now unless I have to, like, impress somebody. Which, mm-hmm. dressing for a run actually impresses people more than I thought it would. I just thought I looked like a fucking freak. But, um, right. <laughs> but I was I was running, and I had the music going, and I had, the, had it on the shuffle. And all of a sudden, that song, St. Elmo's Fire, comes on. And I was oh, like, yes. God, yeah. And I was just starting... <laughs> However, I don't know how you push it. Yeah, not push you pushed it. Pushed it, didn't you? Push, so I pushed it during that song. No, you pushed, pushed it. I'm it. saying you pushed it. Yeah, because I'm a man in motion. Something, something, something. Same right. almost fire. You fucking <laughs> dork. That's so awesome. So, and that's what I that's did. Great. Is I pushed it because I felt really good, and then all of a sudden I was like, ow. Right. And then that right. was that was too much. And you fucking say no mode yourself. Dude. I did. You gave yourself the St. Elmo's fire. I did. It was the St. Elmo's fire in my leg. And that was fucking Saturday yeah. morning, I think, and or thir- Friday morning. And I was like, now oh, you gotta, man. Now you got to listen to, like, slow songs when you run. Mm-hmm. I yeah. listen to... The- and walk. You're going to have to start power walking if you don't take it easy. And that shit is wild. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>